in the world of organized crime, I was exposed to institutional discrimination. Institutional discrimination is discriminatory treatment of an individual or group of individuals by society or institutions through unequal consideration of members of subordinate groups. These unfair and indirect methods of discrimination are often embedded in an institution's policies, procedures, laws, and objectives. The discrimination can be on grounds of gender, caste, race, ethnicity, secularity, religion, or socioeconomic status. In organized crime, I was exposed to structural discrimination. Structural discrimination is a form of institutional discrimination against individuals of a given protected characteristic, such as race or gender, which has the effect of restricting their opportunities. It may be either intentional or unintentional. It may involve either public or private institutional policies. Such discrimination occurs when these policies have disproportionately negative effects on the opportunities of certain social groups. Some conceptualizations of structural discrimination focus on past forms of discrimination that have resulted in present-day inequality, while others focus on policies that still exist today and can have disproportionately negative effects on minority groups, as they are called by society. One overt past example of structural discrimination was Jim Crow laws in the southern United States which were explicitly aimed at limiting the rights of black indigenous people of color in North America in education, employment, and other areas of society. In organized crime, I was exposed to ageism. Ageism is is discrimination against individuals or groups on the basis of their age. The term was coined in 1969 by Robert Nail Butler to describe discrimination against seniors and pattern on sexism and racism. Butler defined ageism as a combination of three connected elements. Originally, it was identified chiefly towards older people, old age and aging process, discriminatory practices against older people, institutional practices and policies that perpetuate stereotypes about elderly people. In organized crime, I was exposed to ableism, also known as disabilism, anapyrophobia, anapyrism, and disability discrimination. It's discrimination and social prejudice against people with disabilities and slasher people who are perceived as being disabled. Ableism characterizes people as they are defined by their disabilities and it classifies people with disabilities as people who are unfair to people who are seen as not having any disabilities. On this basis, people are assigned or denied certain perceived abilities, skills, or character orientations. In organized crime, I was exposed to genetic discrimination. Genetic discrimination occurs when people treat others or are treated differently because they have or are perceived to have gene mutations that causes or increases the risk of inherited disorder. It may also refer to any and all discrimination based on the genotype of a person rather than their individual merits, including that related to race, although the latter would be more appropriately included under racial discrimination. Some legal scholars have argued for a more precise and broader definition of genetic discrimination. Genetic discrimination should be defined as when an individual is subjected to negative treatment, not as a result of the individual's physical 
manifestation of disease or disability, but solely because of the individual's genetic composition. Genetic discrimination is considered to have its foundations in genetic determinism and genetic essentialism, and it's based on the concept of genism. Example, distinctive human characteristics and capacities are determined by genes. Um, in organized crime, I was exposed to hair color discrimination and discrimination against people with red hair, which is the prejudice, stereotype, and dehumanization of people with naturally red hair, which can be the result of a genetic mutation. In fact, I was exposed to hair color discrimination. It wasn't just red hair, it was other hair colors too. In contemporary form, it involves a cultural discrimination against people with red hair. A number of stereotypes exist about people with red hair, many of which engender harmful or discriminatory treatment towards them. While discrimination against people with red hair has occurred for thousands of years in many countries, in modern times it's been described as particularly acute in the United Kingdom where there has been calls to designate red hair a protected characteristic covered by hate crime legislation. So remember, it's the precious stereotype and dehumanization of people with naturally red hair, which can be the result of a genetic mutation. In organized crime, I was exposed to dis discrimination based on hair texture. Discrimination based on hair texture, also known as texturism, is a form of social injustice found worldwide. Afro-textured hair has frequently been seen as being quote-unquote unprofessional, quote-unquote unattractive, and quote-unquote unclean. Texturism like colorism and racism is a system. Texturism and colorism are byproducts of racism and in a sense cousins and how closely they are related. Being prejudicial or discriminatory towards a coarser hair type is ignorance, not a preference. Those with coarser hair types may sometimes be stereotyped as unprofessional upon wearing their hair out, while looser textures are seen as more appropriate and feminine. These practices are why laws such as the Crown Act have been passed and necessary to ensure those who typically Afrocentric coarser hair types are represented and not solely being discriminated for what is on their head. In organized crime, I was exposed to height discrimination. Height discrimination, also known as heightism, is prejudice or discrimination against individuals based on height. In principle, it refers to discriminatory treatment against individuals whose height is not within the normal acceptable range of height in a population. Various studies have shown it to be a cause of bullying, commonly manifested as unconscious microaggressions. Research indicates that the human brain uses height as one factor to measure social status and fitness. Studies have observed that infants as young as 10 months old unconsciously associate height with leadership potential, power, strength, and intelligence. Both the cognitive and the unconscious heuristic association between height and dimension traits have also been found to be stronger when assessing men than women. In organized crime, I was exposed to lookism. Lookism is the discriminatory treatment of people who are considered physically unattractive. It occurs in a variety of settings, including dating, social environments, and workplaces. Lookism has received less cultural attention in other forms of discrimination, such as racism and sexism, and typically does not have the legal protections that other forms often have, but is still widespread and significantly affects people's opportunities in terms of romantic relationships, job opportunities, and other realms of life. The same concept from the opposite angle is sometimes named 
pretty privilege. Physical attractiveness is associated with positive qualities. In contrast, physical unattractiveness is associated with negative qualities. Many people make judgments of others based on their physical appearance, which influence how they respond to these people. Research on the what is beautiful is good stereotype shows that overall, those who are physically attractive benefit from their good looks. Physically attractive individuals are perceived more positively. Physical attractiveness has a strong influence on judgment of a person's competence. Furthermore, research shows that on average, attractive individuals have more friends, better social skills, and more active sex lives. I'm feeling despondency and despair in my heart right now, and it's obvious why. In organized crime, I was exposed to sizeism. Um, Sizeism or size discrimination is prejudice directed at people based on their size. This type of discrimination can take a number of forms ranging from refusing to hire someone because they're considered to be too short or too tall to treating overweight and underweight individuals with disdain. There are not currently any specific anti-discrimination laws to prohibit sizeism, despite the issue being extremely prevalent. Size stereotypes such as overweight people are lazy or underweight people starve themselves are often ingrained in modern society. In the U.S., the list of anti-discrimination acts does not explicitly include sizeism as an offense, though any other factor unrelated to merit is included. The EOCC website states, Height and weight requirements tend to disproportionately limit the employment opportunities of some protected groups, and unless the employer can, dis- can demonstrate how the need is related to the job, it may be viewed as illegal under federal law. A number of states and localities have laws specifically prohibiting discrimination on the basis of height and weight unless based on actual job requirements. Therefore, unless job-related inquiries about height and weight should be avoided, Therefore, size discrimination in the workplace can be illegal under federal law if it is not a job requirement. In in organized crime, I was exposed to linguistic discrimination. Linguistic discrimination, also called glotophobia, linguicism, and languagism, is unfair treatment of people which is based on their use of language and the characteristics of their speech, including their first language, their accent, their perceived size of their vocabulary, whether or not the speaker uses complex and varied words, their modality, and their syntax. For example, in Occitan speaker in France will probably be treated differently than from a French speaker. Based on a d- difference in use of language, a person may automatically form judgments about another person's wealth, education, social status, character, or other traits which may lead to discrimination. In organized crime, I was exposed to racism. Racism is the belief that groups of humans possess different behavioral traits corresponding to inherited attributes and can be divided based on the superiority of one race over another. It may also mean prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against other people because they are of a different race or ethnicity. Modern variants of racism are often based in social perceptions of biological differences between peoples. 
These views can take the form of social actions, practices, or beliefs, or political systems in which different races are ranked as inherently superior or inferior to each other based on presumed shared inheritable traits, abilities, or qualities. There have been attempts to legitimize racist beliefs through scientific means, such as scientific racism, which has been overwhelmingly shown to be unfounded. In terms of political systems, example, apartheid, that support the expression of prejudice or aversion in discriminatory practices or laws, racist ideology may include associated social aspects such as nativism, xenophobia, otherness, segregation, hierarchical ranking, and supremacism. In organized crime, I was exposed to Nordicism. Nordicism is an ideology of racism which views the historical race concept of the Nordic race as an endangered and superior racial group. Some notable and seminal Nordicist works include Madison Grant's book, The Passing of the Great Race, 1916, Arthur de Gobineau's an essay on the inequality of the human races, 1853, the various writings of Lorthrop Stoddard, Houston Stewart Chamberlain's The Foundation of the 19th Century, 1899, and to a lesser extent, William Z. Ripley's um, The Races of Europe, 1899. The ideology became popular in the late 19th and 20th centuries in Germanic-speaking Europe, Northwestern Europe, Central Europe, and Northern Europe, as well as in North America and Australia. The belief that the Nordic phenotype was superior to all others was originally embraced as Anglo-Saxonism in England and the United States, Teutonicism in Germany, and Frankism in Northern France. The notion of the superiority of the Nordic race and the superiority of the Northwestern European nations that were associated with the supposed race influenced the United States' Immigration Act of 1924, which effectively banned or severely limited the immigration of Italians, Jews, and other Southern and Eastern Europeans in the later Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952, and was also present in other countries outside Northwestern Europe and the United States, such as Australia, Canada, and South Africa. By the 1930s, the Nazis claimed that the Nordic race was the most superior branch of the Aryan race and constituted a master race, Herren Volk. The full application of this belief system, the invasion of Poland and further conquest in the pursuit of Lebensraum, living space, was the immediate catalyst for World War II, led directly to the industrial mass murder of 6 million Jews and 11 million other victims of what is now known as the Holocaust. In organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination based on skin color. Discrimination based on skin color, also known as colorism or shadism, is a form of prejudice and discrimination in which people who share similar ethnic traits and people who are perceived as belonging to a darker skinned race are treated differently based on the social implications that come with the cultural meanings that are attached to their darker skin color. Research has found extensive evidence of discrimination based on skin color in criminal justice, business, the economy, housing, health care, media, and politics in the United States and Europe. Lighter skin tones are seen as preferable in many countries in Africa, Asia, and South America. In organized crime, I was exposed to rankism. Rankism is abusive, discriminatory, slash or exploitative behavior towards people because of their rank in a particular hierarchy. Rank-based abuse underlies many other phenomena such as bullying, racism, hazing, ageism, sexism, ableism, mentalism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, and transphobia.
The term rankism was popularized by physicist, educator, citizen diplomat Robert W. Fuller. Characteristics. Rankism can take many forms, including exploiting one's position within a hierarchy to secure unwarranted advantages and benefits. Example, massive corporate bonuses. Abusing a position of power. Example is abusive parent or priest, corrupt CEO, bully boss, prisoner abuse. Using rank as a shield to get away with insulting or humiliating others with impunity. Using rank to maintain a position of power long after it can be justified. Exporting the rank achieved in one's sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E, of activity to claim superior value as a person. Exploiting rank that is illegitimately acquired or held as in situations resting on specious Distinctions of social ranks such as racism, sexism, intellectualism, wealth, religious beliefs, secular perspectives, heredity, hereditary, marital status, gang affiliation, criminal record, egotism, or classism. Rankism can occur in any social hierarchy such as governments, corporations, families, nonprofit organizations, and universities. In organized crime, I was exposed to caste systems. Caste is a form of social stratification characterized by endogamy, endogamy, hereditary transmission of a style of life, which often includes an occupation, ritual status and a hierarchy, and customary social interaction and exclusion based on cultural notions of purity and pollution. It's paradigm. Paradigmatic ethnographic example is the division of India's Hindu society into rigid social groups with roots in South Asia's ancient history and persisting to the present time. However, the economic significance of the caste system in India has been declining as a result of urbanization and affirmative action programs, a subject of much scholarship by sociologists and anthropologists. The Hindu caste system is sometimes used as an analogical basis for the study of caste-like social divisions existing outside Hinduism in India. The term caste is also applied to morphological groupings and use social insects such as ants, bees, and termites. In organized crime, I was exposed to class discrimination. Class discrimination, also known as classism, is prejudice or discrimination on the basis of social class. It includes individual attitudes, behaviors, systems of policies and practices that are set up to benefit the upper class at the expense of the lower class. Social class refers to the grouping of individuals in a hierarchy based on wealth, income, education, occupation, and social network. In organized crime, I was exposed to religious discrimination. Religious discrimination is treating a person or group differently because of the, the particular beliefs in which they hold about a religion. This includes instances where adherents of different religions, denominations, or non-religions are treated unequally due to their particular beliefs, either by the law or in institutional settings, such as employment or housing. Religious discrimination is related to religious persecution, the most extreme forms of which would include instances in which people have been executed for beliefs which have been perceived to be heretical. Laws that only carry light punishments are described as mild forms of religious persecution or religious discrimination. In recent years, the term religionism has also been used, but religious discrimination remains the more widely used term. 
Even in societies where freedom of religion is a constitutional right, adherents of minority religions sometimes voice their concerns about religious discrimination against them. Insofar as legal policies are concerned, cases that are perceived to be cases of religious discrimination might be the result of interference in the religious sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E, by other spheres of the public that are relegated by law, S-P-H-E-R-E-S. In organized crime, I was exposed to sexism. Sexism is prejudice or discrimination based on one's sex or gender. Sexism can affect anyone, but primarily affects women and girls. It has been linked to gender roles and stereotypes. It may include the belief that one sex or gender is intrinsically superior to another. Extreme sexism may foster misogyny, sexual harassment, rape, and other forms of sexual violence. Discrimination in this context is defined as discrimination toward people based on their gender identity or their gender or sex differences. A a notable example of this is workplace inequality. Sexism may arise from social or cultural customs and norms. In organized crime, I was exposed to... Sexual orientation discrimination. Sexual orientation discrimination, sexual orientation discrimination, also known as sexualism, is discrimination based on sexual orientation and slash or sexual behavior. Sexual orientation discrimination or sexual bias often comes in the context of employment actions. It usually refers to a predisposition towards heterosexual people and cisgender people, which is biased against lesbian people, gay people, bisexual people, queer people, and transgender people, among others. This is specifically referred to as heterosexism. A related term is sexual prejudice, a negative attitude towards someone because of their sexual orientation. This bias is also the same as homophobia, as it is discrimination towards or against certain sexual orientations. An earlier definition of the term is sexual orientation discrimination is a belief or argument that one sexual orientation or sexual behavior is inherently superior to some or all others. Usually it comes in the form of heterosexuality being considered the only natural, normal, or moral mode of sexual behavior, and is also used to refer to the effects of that instinct. The word heterosexism has also been proposed to mean essentially the same thing as this form of sexual orientation discrimination. This word has been suggested as an alternative to homophobia in part because it uses a parallel structure to sexism or racism. The intent of the concept of heterosexism is the examination of the cultural bias against non-heterosexuals rather than individual bias, which is the focus of homophobia as well as the adverse effects of normative heterosexuality on heterosexual identifying people. In organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination against asexual people. Discrimination against asexual people, also known as asophobia or aphobia, encompasses a range of negative attitudes, behaviors, and feelings toward asexuality or people identify as part of the asexual spectrum. Negative feelings or characterizations toward asexuality include dehumanization, the belief that asexuality is a mental illness, that asexual people cannot feel love, and the refusal to accept asexuality as a genuine sexual orientation. Asexuality is sometimes confused with celibacy, abstinence, antisexualism, or hyposexuality. There have been efforts to combat anti-asexual discrimination through legislation or education, such as through workshops on asexuality. 
In organized crime, I was exposed to adultism, also known as adult supremacy, which the power adults have over children. More narrowly, adultism is defined as prejudice in accompanying systematic discrimination against young people. On a more philosophical basis, the term has also been defined as bias toward adults and the social addiction to adults, including their ideas, activities, and attitudes. In organized crime, I was exposed to uh, the persecution of people with albinism. Sometimes abbreviated PWA is based on the belief that certain body parts of albinistic people can transmit magical powers. Such superstition is present especially in some parts of the African Great Lakes region. That's been promulgated and exploited by witch doctors and others who use such body parts as ingredients and rituals, concoctions and potions with the claim that their magic will bring prosperity to the user, mutile medicine murder. As a result, people with albinism have been persecuted, killed and dismembered in graves of albinos dug up and desecrated. At the same time, people with albinism has awful has also been ostracized and even killed for exactly the opposite reason because they're presumed to be cursed and bring bad luck the persecutions of people with albinism take place mostly in sub-saharan african communities especially among east africans albinism is a genetically inherited condition which is very rare worldwide affects approximately 1 in 20,000 people although rare in the western world albinism is quite common in sub-saharan africa likely as a result of consanguineous alliances. Both parents who may or may not be albinos themselves must carry the gene if it is passed on to the child. Albinism occurs in both males and females and is not specific to any race or ethnic group. Statistics show that 50% of albinistic people in Tanzania have a known albinistic relative, although very few understand or are educated about the medical genetic causes of this condition. Many believe it is a punishment from God or bad luck and that their quote-unquote disease could be contagious which is often the view of even members of the medical and professional community. These misconceptions coupled with the lack of education are some of the key reasons that albinism is so heavily persecuted. This lack of knowledge about people with albinism means that folk tales and superstition in the name of witchcraft take the place of medical and scientific facts in the minds of many native Africans with and without albinism, which in turn have major effects on the social integration of albinistic people into African society. 98% of albinos die by the age of 40 for reasons which could easily be prevented. Um... In organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination against autistic people, which is discrimination and persecution that autistic people have been subjected to. Discrimination against autistic people is a form of ableism. Discrimination in media and culture. Representation of autistic people in media have perpetuated myths about autism including characterizing autism as shameful and burdensome for family members, advertising the belief that there may be a cure for autism, publicizing long disproven arguments surrounding vaccines and autism. These myths are, pe are, pe are perpetrated in mass media as well as news media and social media. 
Stigmatization of autism can also be perpetuated by advertising from autism conversion organizations such as Autism Speaks as Advertising, where a mother describes feeling suicidal in front of her autistic daughter, or the NYU Child Study Center's advertise where autism is personified as a kidnapper holding children for ransom. The advertising from Autism Speaks also brings up another form of discrimination. Autistic children in particular face, which is subpar education. In the U.S., only one-third of autistic children in public schools receive, receive special education services. Moreover, the autistic behavior known as stemming is frequently referred to as distracting, and the way autistic people naturally talk is often described as rude. In organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination against drug addicts. Discrimination against drug addicts is a form of discrimination against people suffering from a drug addiction. In the process of stigmatization, drug addicts are stereotyped as having a particular set of undesirable traits, in turn causing other individuals to act in a fearful or prejudicial manner um, toward them. In organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination against homeless people. Discrimination against homeless people is the act of treating homeless people or people perceived to be homeless unfavorably. As with most types of discrimination, it can manifest in numerous forms. In organized crime, In organized crime, I was exposed to anti-intellectualism. Anti-intellectualism is hostility to and mistrust of intellect, intellectuals, and intellectualism, commonly expressed as deprecation of education and philosophy and the dismissal of art, literature, and science as impractical, politically motivated, and even complete human pursuits. Anti-intellectuals present themselves and are perceived as champions of common folk, populists against political and academic elitism, and tend to see educated people as a status class that dominates political discourse in higher education while being detached from the concerns of ordinary people. In organized crime, I was exposed to xenophobia, which is the fear or dislike of anything and anyone which are perceived as being foreign or strange. It's an expression which is based on the perception that conflict exists between an in-group and an out-group, and it may manifest itself in suspicion of one's group's activities by members of the other group, a desire to eliminate the presence of the group which is the target of suspicion and fear of losing a national ethnic or racial identity. Um, in organized crime, I was exposed to vegaphobia, which is an aversion to or dislike of vegetarians and vegans. The term first appeared in the 2010s, coinciding with the rise of veganism in the late 2010s. Several studies have found an incidence of vegaphobic sentiments in the general population. Positive feelings regarding vegetarians and vegans also exist. Because of their diet, others may perceive them as more virtuous, more principled. 
which saddens my heart because it's not about what you physically eat. It's about what you internally eat. On organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination against transgender men. Discrimination against transgender men and transmasculine individuals, sometimes referred to as transandrophobia, anti-transmasculinity, or transmisandry, is a similar concept to transmisogyny discrimination against non-binary people. Transmisogyny discrimination against transgender men and discrimination against non-binary people are extensions of transphobia, which focus on trans women, trans men, and non-binary people, respectively. In organized crime, I was exposed to transmisogyny. Transmisogyny, otherwise known as transmisogyny or transphobic misogyny, is the intersection of transphobia and misogyny as experienced by trans women and trans feminine people. The term was coined by Julia Serrano in her 2007 book, Whipping Girl, to describe a particular form of oppression experienced by trans women. In an interview with the New York Times, Serrano explores the roots of trans massage as a critique of feminine gender expressions, which are ridiculed in comparison to masculine interest in gender expression. Trans massage is a central concept in trans feminism and is commonly referenced in intersectional feminist theory. In her definition of trans misogyny, Serrano does not limit those affected by trans misogyny to individuals who identify as transgender and include those who identify as drag queens. In organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination against non-binary people. Discrimination against non-binary people or people who do not identify exclusively as male or female may occur in social, legal, or medical contexts. Both cisgender and transgender people can display such prejudice as well as members of the lesbian, gay, and bisexual and queer communities. Um, In organized crime, I was exposed to transphobia. Transphobia is a collection of ideas and phenomena that encompass a range of negative attitudes, feelings, or actions towards transgender people or transness in general. Transphobia can include fear, aversion, hatred, violence, or anger towards people who do not conform to social gender expectations. It is often expressed alongside homophobic views and hence is not and hence is often considered an aspect of homophobia. Let me read that again. It is often expressed alongside homophobic views and hence is often considered an aspect of homophobia. Transphobia is a type of prejudice discrimination similar to racism and sexism. And transgender people of color are often subjected to all three forms of discrimination at once. In organized crime, I was exposed to white supremacy. White supremacy is the belief that white people are superior to those of other races and thus should dominate them. The belief favors the maintenance and defense of any power and privilege held by white people. White supremacy has roots in the now discredited doctrine of scientific racism was a key justification for European colonialism. In organized crime, I was exposed to black supremacy. 
Black supremacy or black supremacism is a racial supremacist belief which maintains that black people are inherently superior to people of other races. In organized crime, I was exposed to supremacism. Supremacism is the belief that a certain group of people is superior to all others. The supposed superior people can be defined by age, gender, race, ethnicity, religion, secularity, sexual orientation, language, social class, ideology, nation, culture, belong to any other part of a particular population. In organized crime, I was exposed to sectarianism. Sectarianism is a political or cultural conflict between two groups which are often related to the form of government which they live under. Prejudice, discrimination, or hatred can arise in these conflicts depending on the political status quo and if one group holds more power within the government. Often, not all members of these groups are engaged in the conflict, but as tensions rise, political solutions require the participation of more people from either side with the country or polity where the conflict is happening. Common examples of these divisions are denominations of a religion, ethnic identity, class, or region for citizens of a state, and factions of political movement. While sectarianism is often labeled as religious slash or political, the reality of sectarian situation is usually much more complex. In its most basic form, sectarianism has been defined as the existence within a locality of two or more divided and actively competing communal identities, resulting in a strong sense of dualism, which unremittingly transcends commonalities both culturally and physically manifest. In organized crime, I was exposed to pregnancy discrimination. Pregnancy discrimination is a type of employment discrimination that occurs when expectant women are fired, not hired, or otherwise discriminated against due to their pregnancy or intention to become pregnant. Common forms of pregnancy discrimination include not being hired due to physical, visible pregnancy or likelihood of becoming pregnant, being fired after informing an employer of one's pregnancy, being fired after maternity leave and receiving a pay dock due to pregnancy. Pregnancy discrimination may also take the form of denying reasonable accommodations to workers based on pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions. Pregnancy discrimination has been examined to have an indirect relationship with the decline of a mother's physical and mental health convention on elimination of all forms of discrimination against women, prohibits dismissal on the grounds of maternity or pregnancy, and ensures right to maternity leave or comparable social benefits. The Maternity Pregnancy Protection Convention, C-183, proclaims adequate protection for pregnancy as well. Though women have some protection in the United States because of the Pregnancy Discrimination Act of 1978, it has not completely curbed the incidence of pregnancy discrimination. The Equal Rights Amendment could ensure more robust sex equality, ensuring that women and men could both work and have children at the same time. In organized crime, I was exposed to the perpetual foreigner stereotype, which is a racist or xenophobic form of nativism in which naturalized and even native-born citizens, including families that have lived in a country for generations, are perceived by some members of the majority as foreign because they belong to a minority ethnic or racial group. Naturalization laws vary and in some countries follow a rule of just sanguinous. 
just sanguineous. Some countries have many refugees or other resident aliens. I don't see people as illegal. I don't see people as aliens. A, dis- a, da- a diaspora such as the overseas Chinese is often regarded as belonging to their ancestral homeland rather than to the country in which they live. In organized crime, I was exposed to fear of children. Fear of children, hatred of children, or occasionally called pedophobia, is fear triggered by the presence or thinking of children or infants. Is an emotional state of fear, disdain, aversion, or prejudice toward children or youth. Pedophobia is in some usages identical to ephibiphobia. The fear of children has been diagnosed and treated by psychiatrists with studies examining the effects of multiple forms of treatment. Studies have identified the fear of children as a factor affecting biological conception in humans. In organized crime, I was exposed to nepotism. Nepotism is an advantage, privilege, or position that is granted to relatives or close personal friends in the occupation or field. These fields may include, but are not limited to, business, politics, academia, entertainment, sports, fitness, religion, other activities. The term originated with the assignment of nephews to important positions by Catholic popes and bishops. Nepotism has been criticized since the ancient times by several philosophers, including Aristotle, Value far and Confucius condemning it as both evil and unwise. And yes, in organized crime, I was exposed to bribery, cronyism, economics of corruption, electoral fraud, uh, elite capture, influence peddling kleptocracy, uh, mafia states, slush funds, and simony. I was exposed to political corruption within organized crime. In organized crime, I was exposed to misogyny. Misogyny is hatred of, contempt for, prejudice against women. It is a form of sexism that is used to keep women at a lower social status than men, thus maintaining the social roles of patriarchy. Misogyny has been widely practiced for thousands of years. It is reflected in art, literature, human societal structure, historical events, mythology, philosophy, and religion worldwide. An example of misogyny is violence against women which includes domestic violence in the most extreme forms, misogynist terrorism, and femicide. Misogyny also often operates through sexual harassment, coercion, and psychological techniques aimed at controlling women and by legally or socially excluding women from full citizenship. In some cases, misogyny rewards women for accepting nefarious status. Misogyny can be understood both as an attitude of individuals, primarily by men, as a widespread cultural custom or system. Sometimes misogyny manifests in obvious and bold ways. Other times it is more subtle or disguised in ways that provide plausible deniability. In feminist thought, misogyny also includes the rejection of feminine qualities. It holds in contempt institutions work 
hobbies or habits associated with women. It rejects any aspects of men that are seen as feminine or unmanly. Misogyny may or may not include hate towards LGBT plus people in, in the forms of homophobia and transmisogyny. Rain, racism of the prejudices may reinforce and overlap with misogyny. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the English word misogyny was coined in the middle of the 17th century from the Greek misos, hatred, and goon, woman. The word was rarely used until it was popularized by second wave feminism in the 1970s. In organized crime, I was exposed to misandry. Misandry is the hatred of, contempt for, or prejudice against men. Men's rights activists and other masculinist groups have criticized modern laws concerning divorce, domestic violence, cons- conscription, circumcision, known as male genital mutilation by opponents, and treatment of male rape victims as examples of institutional misandry. In an internet age, users posting, posting on Manosphere internet forums such 4chan and subreddits addressing men's rights activism, MRNs claim that misandry is widespread, establishing the preferential treatment of women and shunned by discrimination against men. Um, the viewpoint is denied by most sociologists, anthropologists, and scholars of gender studies who counter that misandry is not at all established as a cultural institution, nor is it equivalent to misogyny, which is many times more prevalent in scope, far more deeply rooted in society, and more severe in its consequences. Scholars criticize MRAs for promoting a false equivalence between misandry and misogyny. The modern activism around misandry represents an anti-feminist backlash promoted by marginalized men. Misandry can be racialized. According to some researchers in black male studies, such as Tommy J. Curry, black men and boys face anti-black misandry. E.C. Krell, a gender researcher, uses the term racialized trans misandry, describing the experience of black trans masculine people. Uh, in organized crime, I was exposed to lesbophobia. Lesbophobia comprises various forms of prejudice and negativity towards lesbians as individuals. As couples or as a social group, based on the categories of sex, sexual orientation, identity, and gender expression, this, neg- this negativity encompasses prejudice, discrimination, hatred, and abuse with attitudes and feelings ranging from disdain to hostility. Lesbophobia is misogyny that intersects homophobia and vice versa. In organized crime, I was exposed to leprosy stigma. Leprosy stigma is a type of social stigma, a strong negative feeling towards a person with leprosy relating to their moral status in society. It's also referred to as leprosy-related stigma, leprostigma, and stigma of leprosy. Since ancient times, leprosy instilled the practice of fear and avoidance in many societies because of the associated physical disfigurement and lack of understanding behind its cause. Because of historical trauma, the word leprosy invokes a disease is now referred to as Hansen's disease, named after Gerhard and Mayor Hansen, who discovered mycobacterium leprae, the bacterial agent that causes Hansen's disease. Those who have suffered from Hansen's disease describe the impact of social stigma as far worse than the physical manifestations, despite it being only mildly contagious and pharmacologically curable. The sentiment is echoed by Weyas and 
Ramakrishna, in order that the impact of the meaning of the disease may be a greater source of suffering and symptoms of the disease. In organized crime, I was exposed to homophobia. Homophobia encompasses a range of negative attitudes and feelings toward homosexuality or people who are identified or perceived as being lesbian, gay, or bisexual, or queer. That has been defined as contempt, prejudice, aversion, hatred, and antipathy um, may be based on irrational fear, may also be related to religious beliefs. Negative attitudes towards transgender and transsexual people are known as transphobia. Um, homophobia is observable in critical and hostile behavior such as discrimination and violence on the basis of sexual orientations that are non-heterosexual. Recognized types of homophobia include institutionalized homophobia, example religious homophobia, state-sponsored homophobia, and internalized homophobia experienced by people who have same-sex attractions regardless of how they identify. In organized crime, I was exposed to discrimination against people with HIV slash AIDS and all STDs and all STIs. Discrimination against people with HIV, AIDS, or serophobia is the prejudice, fear, rejection, stigmatization of people with HIV, AIDS, PL, HIV, people living with HIV slash AIDS. Marginalized at-risk groups such as members of the LGBTQ plus community, mostly cis-hetero persons, uh, intravenous Drug users and sex workers are most vulnerable to facing HIV slash AIDS discrimination. The consequences of societal stigma against PLHIV are quite severe as um, HIV slash AIDS discrimination actively hinders access to HIV slash AIDS screening and care around the world. Moreover, these negative stigmas become used against members of the LGBTQ plus community wrongly in the form of stereotypes held by physicians. By the way, cis-hetero people experience HIV-AIDS more than LGBTQ plus people. In organized crime, I was exposed to heterosexism. Heterosexism is a system of attitudes, bias, and discrimination in favor of female male sexuality and relationships. According to Elizabeth Kramer, it can include the belief that all people are or should be heterosexual and heterosexual relationships are the only norm and therefore superior. Although heterosexism is defined in the online editions of the American Heritage Dictionary of the English Language and the Merriam-Webster Collegiate Dictionary as anti-gay discrimination and prejudice by heterosexual people by heterosexuals, respectively, people of any sexual orientation can hold such attitudes and bias and can form a part of internalized hatred of one's sexual orientation. Heterosexism as discrimination ranks gay men, lesbians, bisexuals, and other sexual minorities as second-class citizens. With regard to various legal and civil rights, economic opportunities, and social equality in many of the world's jurisdictions and societies, is often related to homophobia.
In the world of organized crime, discrimination against gay men, sometimes called gay phobia, um, I was exposed to, which is a form of homophobic prejudice, hatred, or bias specifically directed toward gay men, male homosexuality, or men who are perceived to be gay. This discrimination is closely related to femophobia, which I was also exposed to in organized crime which is a dislike of or hostility toward individuals who present as feminine, including gay and effeminate men. Discrimination against gay men can result from religion, prejudice, reaction to one's feminine mannerisms, styles of clothing, even vocal register. Then the LGBTQ plus community internalized issues around meeting social expectations of masculinity have been found among gay, bisexual, and transgender men and queer men. Um... In organized crime, I was exposed to bias, dehumanization, go back to where he came from, racist, xenophobic epithet, oppression, internalized oppression, uh, power distance, prejudice, reverse discrimination, social exclusion or social marginalization, social stigmas, stereotypes, stereotype threats, um, Political correctness, intersectionality, white privilege, racial bias and criminal news, racism in countries, uh, reverse racism, amatornomativity, which is a set of societal assumptions that everyone prospers with an exclusive romantic relationship, male privilege, heteronormativity, masculism, uh, medical model, the medical model of disability. Controversies in autism, uh, prisoner abuse, police brutality, speciesism, snobbery, uh, net bias, eugenics, religious intolerance, Christian privilege, um, ethnic penalties, oikophobia, second generation gender bias. The talk racism in the United States. Um, in organized crime, I was exposed to um, witch hunts, wife selling, white power music, white genocide conspiracy theories, white flight, black flight, violence against women, violence against men, victimization, violence against transgender people, slut shaming, slavery, sex selective abortion. Um, cyberbullying, cyberharassment, LGBTQ plus bullying, compulsory sterilization, force or core sterilization, corrective rape, counter jihad, cultural genocide, defamation, democide, disability hate crimes, dog whistle politics, eliminationism, um, Economic discrimination, discrimination education, employment discrimination, ethnic cleansing, ethnic conflicts, ethnic hatred, ethnic jokes, ethnocide, forced conversion, freak shows, gay bashing, gendercide, genital modification, mutilation, genocides, examples of genocides in history, 
glass ceilings, hate crimes, violence against LGBTQ plus people, hate groups, hate speech, online hate speech, homeless dumping, housing discrimination, Indian rolling, infantilization, language, minoritization, um, minoritized languages, the lavender scare, lynchings, mortgage discrimination or mortgage lending discrimination, murder music, the Native American mascots, controversy, occupational segregation, oppositional to immigration, also known as anti-immigration, persecutions, purge, red scares, pogroms, religious persecution, religious terrorism, religious violence, religious war, scapegoating, segregation academies, uh, secular persecution, um, compulsory heterosexuality, effeminacy, gay bashing, gay, the gay panic defense, um, sodomy laws, Discrimination against atheists, persecution of Ahmadis, persecution of Baha faith, the persecution of Buddhists, anti-Catholicism, persecution of Christians, post persecution of Christians in the post-Cold War era, persecution of Jews, Falun, Gong, anti-Hindu sentiments, persecution of Hindus, the concept of untouchability, um, Islamophobia, persecution of Muslims. Persecution of Jehovah's Witnesses, religious anti-Semitism, persecution of Jews, anti-Mormonism, religion, religious discrimination against neo-paganism, Muslim privilege, persecution of Eastern Orthodox Christians, persecution of Oriental Orthodoxy, persecution of cops, COPTS, anti-Protestantism, persecution of Rastafari, persecution of Sikhs, S-I-K-H-S, anti-Shiism, S-H-I apostrophe I-S-M Persecution of Sufis Anti-Sunism Persecution of Zoroastrianism That's what I was exposed to in organized crime. All these concepts, all these things I was seeing. Um, direct, it, directly, indirectly, I was seeing all these things in organized crime. Um, organized crime, I was exposed to the white Australia policy. Welsh not. Voter suppression. Vergonha. The ugly laws. Symboli, state religion, state atheism, sodomy laws, sex segregation, religious segregation, racial segregation, age segregation, geographical segregation, laws and issues prohibiting same-sex marriage, redlining, racial steering, racial quotas, run-drop rule, Nuremberg laws, numerous clauses, seeing people as non-persons, Blood donation, restrictions on men who have sex with men, McCarthyism, law, the law for protection of the nation, Kinder de l'Enstrasse, 
um, Ketunianen Malayu, Malayu, Ketunianen, Ketunianen Malayu, Jim Crow laws, Jewish quotas, internment camps, ghetto benches, B-E-N-C-H-E-S, gerrymandering, gerontocracy, gender pay gaps, Disabilities, legal restrictions, and limitations placed on the Roman Catholics in England. Jewish disabilities with legal restrictions, limitations, and obligations placed on European laws in the Middle Ages. Disabilities, um, dialect cards, you know, crime of apartheid. So the citizens speak English, citizens speak Turkish. Blood quantum laws, blood purity, Babel proclamation. Age of candidacy controversies. So I was seeing these things, all these things of organized crime directly and indirectly. So an organized crime was exposed to Afrophobia, anti-Albanian sentiments, um, and discrimination based on nationality when it came to Americans, Arabs, Armenians, Australians, Austrians, Azerbaijanis, Bosnians, British, Canadian, Catalan, Czech, uh, Chilean, Chechen, C-H-E-C-H-E-N, Chinese, Crow, English, Filipino, Finnish, F-I-N-N-I-S-H, French, Fulani, Georgian, German, Greek, Haitian, Hazara, Hispanic, Hungarian, Igbo, Indian, Canadian, U.S. Indigenous Peoples, Indonesian, Iranian, Irish, Israeli, Italian, Japanese, Jewish, Khmer, Korean, Kurdish, Malay, Mexican, Middle Eastern, Mongolian, Montenegrin, Mahajers, Pakistani, Palestinian, Pashtun, Polish, Quebec, Romani, Romanian, Russian, Scottish, Serb, Slavic, Somali, Tatar, Thai, Tibetan, Turkish, Ukrainian, Ugher, uh, Venezuelan, and Vietnamese. So those are other forms of discrimination I saw directly and indirectly within organized crime. Um... In organized crime, I was exposed to ephibophobia, which is the fear of youth. In organized crime, I was exposed to elitism. In organized crime, I was exposed to fat phobia, also known as social stigma of obesity. In organized crime, I was exposed to cronyism, biphobia, audism, A-U-D-I-S-M, aporphobia, anti-masonry, anti-left-handedness, bias against left-handed people, and discrimination against intersex people. So those are all the forms of discrimination I saw growing up. And, um... So thankful that y'all let me share. <laughs>